Welcome tonight to another episode of Cerberus. Um, thank you so much for listening. And tonight is a very special episode because due to some scheduling conflicts that I had on my end due to my job, I actually ended up recording tonight, which is actually the date of Maven. So I know that I actually... Um, had talked about Maven already last week, um, but what's nice about actually doing this on the day of is number one, we get to actually celebrate together, and number two, I have a very special guest tonight that's going to help me to do a lovely Maven ritual, and we are going to um, go through that together and talk about some of the lore. Um, now, this individual is a very dear friend to me, um, someone very close to me in my heart. Uh, we've known each other since we were 12. And um, I want everyone to really appreciate everything she says because she is the other half of my witchy self. We learned this stuff together. And so we truly connect on that level and this is super important to me so welcome uh we're gonna call her miss bar but really and truly she call i call her mubby and she calls me serby so hi hello how are you i'm wonderful how are you doing good thank you so tell me a little bit about your experience as a witch and um, tell me what you have planned for us tonight. Well, um, I first came across the Pagan Path. Uh, I was introduced to Wicca by a friend when I was in high school, probably about 13 or 14. And um, I think for her, it was kind of a way to scare her grandparents. But for me, <laughs> it felt like a coming home. And uh, uh, just everything about the... Uh, pagan religions and uh, nature worship, energy worship, has always resonated very truly within my soul, and um, I've always felt more comfortable calling down spirits of nature and speaking to plants and animals than I ever have in um, any other sort of formal religion. So uh, that's uh, pretty much how I got started on the path, and I've just picked up bits and pieces and molded my faith into something that works for me. And um, tonight, I would like to talk a little more in-depth about Maven. I know, uh, Serby, you already explained a bit about it on your last episode, but um, I've been brushing up on it and uh, wanted to share some of what I have up for you. Wonderful. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Um, and thank you for giving a little bit of history of your path. Um, as I mentioned before, our paths kind of came together, and you actually are one of the main ones that helped me to realize that this is the path that I wanted. Um, I don't know if you remember my favorite book, The Mists of Avalon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anything Mary Zimmer Bradley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And how, um, like, that's what really, truly started me down this path. And then um, spending time with you and our mutual friend that introduced it to you, it just evolved organically, you know? Yes, yeah, I just felt, I don't know, right. I don't know how else to explain it. It was like a piece of a puzzle fitting just perfectly into a section of my soul. It was yes. uh, something that needed to be there. Yes, I agree 1,000%. I feel whole now that I have that in my life. So, uh -huh. let's talk about some of the things that you came across. Um, I saw in what you sent me that um, you wanted to talk about the Green Man. Yes, yes. Um, uh, part of Mabon is giving thanks to um, the fertility deities 
and um, you know paying tribute to them for uh, the um, blessings they have bestowed over our labors of the summer. And uh, the green man, I feel, is someone that has touched me before. And uh, I have a little um, candle holder that has an effigy of his face on it. So uh, it feels appropriate to uh, bring him up this evening and uh, pay, uh, pay homage to him for the uh, blessings that I've received over the summer. Since he is, um, you know, the of nature, he's... Um, uh, I, I, I'm not super familiar on a whole lot of the formal lore of him, but I've always thought of him as just a spirit that is both created from while tending to and creating nature itself. Like he's sort of one and the same and without and beyond, you know? Yes, if that absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I've always kind of felt of him as being almost chaos personified because nature is chaos. Like, that's how I've always kind of felt about him. Yes, he is the untamed wild, like nature as it was intended. Yes. So, um, what kind of um, things can we do to honor him tonight? Uh, um, There were some lures, not specifically Green Man, exactly, but there are some things that we can do to... um, you know, pay, pay tribute to the harvest, um, such as uh, little corn dolls. Um, people would create um, a man out of corn husks and, like, last bits of the harvest and either burn him or bury him as a way to return him to the earth and uh, ensure fertility for the next year. Yes. There's, um, I suppose uh, carving pumpkins could even fit into that, you know, pumpkin being a harvested item, um, something that we gather up. Uh, it could also uh, overlap with uh, Samhain coming up too, but to uh, carve intention or a symbol or a face, if you're really artistic, <laughs> something to represent your deity or the green man and um, your thanks to that. Uh, is a way to, you know, use, anoint, and bless the uh, harvest that you have brought in. Wonderful. Now, I've always kind of been weirded out by, you know, corn dollies and effigies and things like that. Um, just okay. going back I to my... <laughs> yep, just going back to my whole weirdness about dolls. Um, but uh, I do like the idea of um, carving pumpkins as part of an homage to the green man, um, especially considering, you know, the jack-o'-lantern faces. Um, but I've always really associated that with Samhain, like you said, and um, I actually plan to do that um, as Samhain approaches, because to me, starting now, it's Halloween season. Like, it is absolutely 100% my favorite time of the year. And baking Yeah, and I know, like, um... Jack-o'-lanterns for Samhain, uh, I believe their original history was that the scary faces were carved to confuse demons that were roaming the streets at yes. Halloween. Yes. Um, but That's where uh, it comes from. we can sort of re- recreate it for other purposes, I suppose. Oh, yeah. As it's, um, as we have modernized, um, so have our beliefs, you know, and so have our practices. And, um... I think it's a great idea to do that sort of thing. But yes, they were originally, um, sometimes they were like little gourds or sometimes just like um, dried out squashes, um, not necessarily just pumpkins, um, because it was to scare the demons away and confuse them. Because as it gets closer and closer to Samhain, um, the veils will between the worlds will thin, and so things will be able to walk about. So we want to see our loved ones and our family and our um, our deities, but we don't want to see those who would wish us harm. So the jack-o'-lanterns would kind of scare people away. That's the same idea of the Halloween costume, the mask, so that spirits that should not be near you, don't find you. Uh-huh. 
So, um, well, would you like to begin a ritual? Okay. Or would you, um, should I explain a little more about some of the traditions and lore around Mabon? Absolutely. Go for it. All right. So, um, I think you said it last week, but Mabon is essentially a pagan Thanksgiving. Um, at this point in time of the uh, autumnal equinox, light and dark are in balance. And uh, the balance begins to turn towards the dark uh, for a lot of uh, pagan followers and especially Wiccan traditions. Uh, they say that the Sun King is uh, receding to the netherworlds and uh, essentially uh, laying to rest, um, coming to his end and will be reawakened or reborn again at Yule. But uh, this is a time for night to arise. So um, at this point in time, uh, you want to really reflect, uh, show your appreciation to um, the gifts you have been given and start turn your attention within. So now that it is calm after the labor of our harvest, we get to celebrate for a moment and um, just sort of take stock of life and prepare for the calm that's coming. So for uh, some of the deities um, across a couple different religions, um, in Rome there was Ceres, who is a fertility god goddess. Um, the Greeks, you talked about uh, Demeter and Persephone. But um, many also recognize Gaia being, you know, Mother Nature herself. Absolutely. Uh, but for the Celts, there was uh, Caridwen. I've also seen it pronounced Ceridwen. Ceridwen, Caridwen, Ceridwen, they all match. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Irish, it's, it's something else. Um, and also Lou. Uh, mm -hmm. Ceridwen is the Celtic moon goddess, um, uh, also the great mother of the great goddess. Uh, there's also the lore of Mabon that you explained, of course, um, in the Welsh. The Norse might uh, honor Freyr in the Winter Nights festivals. So uh, it really uh, covers a lot of spectrums for a lot of people. I'm not sure about it. Uh, do you know if uh, anyone in Egypt ever had such uh, fertility rites or harvesting? Well, at this time of year, you would... Um... A lot of deities go with the harvest, but the deity that died in Egyptian lore was Osiris. He was torn apart by his brother Set, and his wife Isis put him back together, and um, she was able to find everything except for his penis, and she reattached all of it, but impregnated herself with his dismembered member, um, and that's how Horus came to be. And that's how Osiris became god of the dead and the underworld. And how he essentially is now the judge of the dead. Whereas Anubis will weigh the heart and feed it to... Oh gosh, why can't I think of the name of the creature? I knew it before I tried to say it. Um, but feed it to the creature, the crocodile creature. And Anubis will judge your worth. I mean, um, Osiris will judge your worth. He's the Egyptian god of the dead. So around about this year, um, this time, we could honor Osiris, Isis, and Horus as well, because Horus is the, um, the god that was made from death. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, very much in line with uh, the theme of today. Um, we want to both give honor to and remember the light while also welcoming in the, de the darkness to come. So um, on top of, you know, saying our thanks to the green man and the fertility gods and goddesses, we can now uh, also uh, welcome in dark goddesses such as Hecate, Persephone, Nader. Um, we can also acknowledge the triple goddess or the Morgan, um, yes. sometimes used uh, as one and the same. Uh, mm -hmm. They are transitioning into the expression of the crone who comes around wielding her scythe to reap the last of the harvests. Yes. And one thing that I love about the Morrigan is that with her being a triple goddess, I love that she is also a fertility goddess. 
Um, she's uh-huh. goddess of death, goddess of fertility, and she's the goddess of war. And I love that about her. It's one of the reasons why she is one of my goddesses. She's uh, sort of the embodiment in my mind of true female power. Yes, she truly is. Um, to me, she is everything that um, a woman would need to face the world. Yes. Yes, because, uh, you know, as women, we are the ones that carry fertility to fruition. Mm-hmm. But also her aspect of being the goddess of war shows her ability to, you know, kick ass. Right. And then, of course, your mother is the one you want to see when you're dying. And so she takes them to the underworld. Uh-huh. Oh, I just accidentally yes, put out my, my fire. There it goes. <laughs> I've been adding herbs to my fire and, like, catching them on fire for, um, and I accidentally moved, I put a rose hip in, um, a tea light and was trying to get it to burn, but it won't. So I just accidentally put out my fire, so I just had to relight that. <laughs> fire has never been my, uh most favorable element uh, so I'm going to go the water route I have uh, my dish of water I've uh, added some pink Himalayan salt I have some black tourmaline for purification uh, I have a Riley cat coming up to investigate <laughs> um, uh, lapis lazuli for um, the calming of everything and then citrine for the energy that has been received. Beautiful. I have. So because I'm doing this at my desk and instead of at my altar, um, I have incense off to the side along with some pyrite. I have a quartz candle holder holding a candle for my fire. Um, I've got herbs in there and I've also got a little um, container full of herbs that I'm trying to burn. Um, I have a chalice full of purified water along with some lavender oil and I have a bunch of stones in there. So I have quartz. I have, I I know I was looking for lapis earlier, but there's actually lapis in here. Um, I have agate and I have a little bit of what looks like a venturine in here. And I have a lot of different stones out because I just couldn't decide who wanted to come out and play. So I have um, a couple different citrines. I have, of course, because it's me, a few um, rose quartz little pieces. I have a large piece of black tourmaline and a very large Apache tear. Um, I have a point of smoky quartz and a point of selenite. I have my little figurine of Bost because she is my um, main goddess and she is also a fertility goddess. So, of course, this time of year. Um, And I've got several herbs and amethyst because, again, me. (laughs) And um, goodness, I feel like I'm forgetting something. But, um, no, I just have lots of herbs and I'm just trying to burn them because that's what you do with them. But they're not burning. Yes, uh, instead of burning, I'm just continuing to add to my little water dish of purification and gratitude here. So um, from my garden this year, I did have some carrots and true to home gardening, uh, they (laughs) are only about the size of my thumb, only about (laughs) half the length though, so they're just little nubbins. Um, I have my carrots, I had some thistle pop up, I found I, I did not grow cotton but i do have some cotton seeds on hand um marigold i think i said uh rosemary yes. and just adding those in as um you know these are things the physical manifestations that i was able to harvest this fall um after growing in my garden and on my deck all year and 
Yeah, they have provided for me and provided for the earth. Uh, the marigold especially was part of this wildflower plot that I have where the bees all came to hang out. Oh, wow. So, uh, that sounds wonderful. And I imagine that your carrot, even though it's tiny, is going to taste amazing when you try it. Probably, I hope so. <laughs> oh, they always taste better when you when you grow them yourself. I think so, yeah. It's also much more satisfying to be able to uh, you know, eat, eat food that you put the effort into. Yes. Oh, I wish I could do that where I live. I just, I don't have any... I have no yard. I have no, I could grow in a pot, but um, just where I live gets weird sun. I've got aloe. <laughs> I can grow that. That's something that counts, yes. <laughs> yeah, it counts. I've got aloe out there that I'm trying to take care of very well. Um, that way, if I ever need it, it's there and it can take care of me like I've taken care of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So finally I pulled out some um olive leaves and started um trying to use that to burn my little herbs over here it's a mixture of sage rosemary and uh olive leaves so awesome so I would like to do a candle ritual with you okay so I have an orange candle it's a small little chime candle, and I have it in a little yellow candle holder. Okay. And, and I have a dark red candle uh, in a little white candle holder that has little pentacles on it. Wonderful. So I have taken this candle, and I put lavender oil all over it because, again, that's one of my signature things. And then I took ash and I put it all over the candle, ash from my incense, because I always keep the ash from my incense after I burn it, whatever I can keep that is. I put that all over it. So why don't we say some things that we are thankful for and then say some things that we would like to manifest for the coming season. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Um, I'll say some of the things I am thankful for. I am thankful for all of the love in my life that I have. I have a lot of people that I truly, truly love and that truly love me and uh, that are good to me. Um, I want to give thanks for the job that I have that I truly enjoy. Um, especially since it's a job that allows me to kind of give back to the earth, you know, working in solar, you get to kind of help, um, with renewable energy versus, you know, non-renewable. Um, uh -huh. I am thankful for my health and my life. I have been very sick this last year. I got COVID and year before that, I got um, pneumonia, so I'm very grateful that right now I'm healthy and that I'm happy. And I just want to continue all of the blessings that have been given to me and my loved ones, those that I consider my family. Um, I just want to continue with all of the blessings that we all have been given and give thanks for all of them and hope that blessings continue to come in whatever form they come. Very nice, very nice. I'm also very happy that you are healthy and happy because you have certainly walked through fire more than once and to <laughs> find you at the spot where <laughs> you are uh, uh, finding your truest self and really embracing that and enjoying yourself to the fullest is uh, something you have very rightly deserved. Thank so, you. Uh, for myself, um, uh, you mentioned COVID, of course. It has been a hell of a time coming through the pandemic, and I'm sure there is still many more curveballs coming from that direction. So, uh, you know, it's excellent that we can give thanks to all the blessings in our life. For me, it's the roof over my head and the food in my belly. It's the pets that I get to cuddle with me at night. It's the friends and family that 
offer me so much love and support through all of my darkest times that bring joy and laughter to my life and uh, allow me to be just the most authentic person I can be and accept me for who I am and um, brighten every day that I wake to. So I'm always grateful for the blessings of um, the love that comes into my life. And coming into this winter season, uh, I intend to do some soul searching and look within to um, address areas of my life that have not been working quite so well and to um, focus on things that I am passionate about and truly enjoy and to um, bring those to the forefront so that those aspects can better serve me in the future. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and you deserve all of the good things in life. You really do. You've been through so much too. So I really, I really like that you're um, hoping for better things in the future. Thanks. So I'm going to light my candle now. Okay. All right, light my candle, and I'm lighting it from the other candle. There we go, because my my lighter is this big, bright pink lighter from a smoke shop, so. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I always have a lit candle representing fire in mm -hmm. any ritual I do, because it's a part of their lights, the rest of my candles. Yep, that's exactly what I wanted to do, because I was like, well... My lighter is not exactly, um, <laughs> may been appropriate right now. <laughs> it's bright pink. <laughs> so, um, I know I went first last time, but why don't you go first this time for things you would like to manifest? Um, yeah, personal growth, um, mm -hmm. being able to embrace positive change, mm -hmm. uh, pursue uh, prosperity in its many forms, uh, yeah, I like to focus on the things that have been keeping me down and how to release them in the coming season and dispel the uh, bad vibes that I've been hanging on to, I suppose I could say. Yes, I, I love that. I love the idea of manifesting that you won't be bothered by the negativity anymore. I love that. Um, I too am going to manifest that negativity does not affect me in the way it has been. Um, I have already had a wonderful blessing this Maven by getting my divorce finalized today. Um, I got the email this afternoon. And, uh, absolutely. And so I, um, I am manifesting that I come completely into myself as I wish to be within these next few um, months and that negativity does not find a foothold here in my life or in the life of anyone that I care for. Um, I manifest that all of my wants and needs are covered and that I am financially stable enough to have my wants and needs covered. At the very least, the necessities. Um, I am manifesting that my, my friends and my family and my loved ones are happy and have a very blessed season. Um, I want all those whom I love to be happy and healthy and have good things coming to them because anyone that I love desperately deserves to have good things coming to them because I only yes. love good people. 
<laughs> All my people are good people. Yes. So, what else would you like to say as the candles burn? <laughs> well, since we're honoring all of our fertility deities and such, um, I want to thank my lady Bost for the gift of her son in Pharaoh. Um, since my Charlie passed, um, I was devastated, utterly distraught. And my little Pharaoh, he is such a joy. He's so tiny. He's so into everything. And um, I'm grateful for the offering of her son for me to care for and grateful that I was trusted enough to care for another very special kitty um, after Charlie. And um, I am grateful to my lady, the Morgan, for giving strength and for allowing me to fight the fight that I needed to fight between um, before and now and um, as the, you know, the sun turns in the sky and the earth turns around the sun, you know, we go into the darker period and I'm grateful for that as well. Um, hmm. why don't you say something for the green man? Yes, of course. I was just about to chime in there. My, um, endless gratitude to our wild god, the green man, who, uh, Let's nature flourish as he walks us earth and the bounties of nature that he provides to us. Yes. Um, though not particularly Mabon, um, in line with Mabon, Anubis has always been a patron deity of mine, and I am uh, eternally grateful for the guidance that he continues to provide. Um, and the great mother goddess, um, our lady of the moon, uh, may she always shine down upon us with her blessings that we may receive. Yes. And uh, it's just really um, find gratitude for all the beautiful things that come our way. Um, yes. I agree. I welcome. Um, the goddess Hecate into her time. Um, she is also a three-faced goddess, and this is the time where she is strongest as Our Lady of the Crossroads and also as Our Lady of the Dark and the patron of witches. Um, so I welcome her into her strength. Um, I'm grateful for Saradwyn and, as you said, our great mother goddess, um, for giving birth to all of us and allowing this harvest season to be plentiful and bountiful. I'm thankful to the God for his sacrifice and for allowing the earth to be made plentiful again. Yes. Preparing us for more good things to come. Yes, good things to come. Manifesting only positivity and that we be able to find something positive if something were to happen that would not be entirely considered positive to begin with. Exactly. I feel there's always a silver lining to the things that happen in our life. And, um, you know, coming through a dark time in this past year and a half or so, uh, there's still plenty to be thankful for, to look forward to. And... The yes. things that we survive only make us stronger and better able to appreciate the blessings that we receive. Yes. And one more thing that I am eternally grateful for, um, and will be for quite some time, is new love. Um, I know you have a new love, and I have a love. And I am eternally grateful that you especially have found someone that you can connect with. Um, I'm eternally grateful that I have found someone I can connect with and that I hope that things flourish and that what is meant to happen will happen. Yes, exactly. Um, certainly in the newer stages for myself, but, uh, <laughs> I am 
rather fond of this one here and uh, looking forward to uh, what we might share moving forward. And, of course, uh, so very grateful that uh, you have someone in your life that brings you such joy and um, compassion and understanding and uh, just lets you thrive being who you are. Oh, yes. My special person definitely makes me thrive. Um, definitely allows that. Um, but, um, so what else would you like to talk about as our candles burn? Uh, are there any more, uh, gratitudes that you would like to bring to light? Things that, um, might've come out of the shadows for you? over the course of this year? I am grateful for... I'm grateful for my support group, and that includes you. Um, I'm eternally grateful for my support group and those that I consider my family. See, to me, my family is not necessarily blood. Like, yes, my mother is family. And yes, my brother, though we don't talk often. Um... But beyond that, the rest of my family is not blood. The rest of my family is those of us that we grew up with. Um, it's the people here that have my back. It's um, my love. It's, it's so much more than just what people assume family is. And I am beyond grateful for that support group, for that family that I have. Um, I am eternally grateful and I feel and, and this is just me being ridiculous but I feel completely unworthy of the amount of love and care that they give to me even though I know that that's just ridiculous and you know a product of uh, conditioning <laughs> uh -huh. um, but I am eternally grateful for every single one of you guys um I will always be grateful. Yes, we'll have, to work, we'll have to work to counter condition that. Yes. Um, I am manifesting that I will counter condition my conditioned responses to affection. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I can, uh, I, I find that rather relatable as well. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. That saying that everyone loves how blood is thicker than water is. Um, horribly mistranslated the expression goes that the blood of the covenant is stronger than the water of the womb yes. so it's the complete opposite of what people often try to um how people try to use it uh, it's meant to say that the bonds that we choose to forge are much stronger than uh the ties of familial blood and um for a lot of people, that is true. Um, not everyone has um, the opportunity. Not everyone's given the opportunity to have strong family ties with their blood relations. And um, I always hope that they can find, you know, their family elsewhere outside of blood. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I am grateful for my parents and my family because we are close and they are um, very supportive and uh, offer me all the love they have to give. But like you, I also have um, the strong support of my friends that I have chosen in you and our friends that we've known for many years and the people that I have close by and I'm able to share with in life. And uh, it's those people especially that helped me through some of the darkest parts of my life. Yes. Same here. Um, and your mom is amazing. <laughs> She's an angel and I love her. <laughs> she is. She truly is. Um, let me think here. Hmm. I am grateful for the weather. It started storming tonight, and you know how much I love storms. Yes. Yes, and so it started storming tonight, and so that energy is in the air. 
and I I know that this time of year is hurricane season here in Florida, but um, I know that not every storm is going to be a hurricane, and not every storm is going to cause trouble for others, and I just hope that everyone is safe this season with hurricanes everywhere, no matter where you are. Um, but I do love storms. I absolutely have always loved them. And uh, I'm grateful that tonight that energy was given to us so that we could have more energy for this particular spell. Very nice. We had a much more quintessential fall here. Yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty warm out in the sunshine. The direct sun here in Colorado mm -hmm. will warm you up nicely, but uh, we're... It is clear with a crisp blue sky. The trees are beginning to change and our evenings are nice and cool. And I have a neighbor who almost perpetually has a fire going. So that is always delightful to mm. have in the air. <laughs> it just really settles in the feeling of fall for me. Oh my goodness. I miss that. I do. I really do miss that um, because here it's practically summer year round. I will get the feeling of fall soon um it won't be 90s every single day soon but <laughs> it's still not your typical fall so i do miss your typical fall where you see the trees change and where you get a nice crisp in the air but uh fuck a bunch of snow like i don't want snow <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you would have to uh move to a place that has seasons if you want that again but yes. seasons come with the seasons you don't enjoy see that's why i want to be a snowbird <laughs> <laughs> live here half the year live there the other half it'll be wonderful i just need you know yes the money to do that so manifest the money <laughs> there you go. we have goals let's make them happen goals sarah wants to live in a life where I can live in two different places and chase the good weather. There you go. That's the dream. That's my ultimate dream. I'll probably be 80 when it happens, but that's the ultimate dream. Hey, you'll still get to enjoy it when you're 80 then. Exactly. Until then, I get to complain. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I'd rather enjoy the snow, so I'm fine living in my seasonal weather. See, the snow would be great if I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, so perhaps I should manifest a stay-at-home job so that I can enjoy the snow from the cozy comfort of my bedroom. There you go. Manifest a stay-at-home job so that you can enjoy the snow. And if I were to live in a seasonal environment again, I would also need a completely stay-at-home job. My job is currently a little bit of both. So, um, I go to work sometimes, like tomorrow I'll be a half day at the office because I've got things I've got to do. And, um, this week has been at home and I love being at home. So if I lived around snow again, it would have to be a constant at home. Right. Uh, or at least plenty of, uh, vacation time so you can call in so that you don't have to unbury your cars to get to work <laughs> do you remember oh my goodness three feet of snow when we lived at that house the white house oh my god oh. yes i do know that was ridiculous three feet of snow <laughs> We had that here this spring. I, I can't remember if I told you about that or might have sent you a snap, but uh, in the middle of March, we had a blizzard come through, oh. and it was a solid, like, 36 hours of snow. Um, oh. Yeah, it was, like, really crappy weather on, like, the Saturday, and it started to accumulate by evening time, and then it just snowed all day Sunday into Monday, and... Uh, uh, the drifts that were happening so I was, I was in a townhouse at the time and from our backyard it was like 10 feet to a fence line that mm. went the entire length of the townhouses and the snow just kept blowing down this alley and uh 
I had to go out and like stomp down an area to let the dogs out. So I did have snow pants at this time. So I just sort of like wrapped my legs in saran wrap, like started from the top of my boot and like wrapped my legs up to my knees so they wouldn't get soaking wet and I wouldn't get a bunch of snow down my boots and just like stomped around as much of the patio slash yard that I could because I couldn't let them run out into the common space to go to the bathroom because the snow was deeper than they were tall. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh or, my goodness. Or little Georgetta. I have to throw her into snow drifts anytime uh, it snows here because I'm a wonderful pet parent like that. <laughs> my Aww, little, Georgie. You know, my poor little foot tall puppy dog. Uh, <laughs> little grandma 14 years old getting tossed in the snow she still she still hops her way out though (laughs) oh is she already 14 oh my goodness yes yes my little old lady oh time flies oh my goodness and my my sweet dessa she's about nine almost 10 months now wow no armand is 12 now and he is starting to show his age because he doesn't really like to do much other than sleep. He'll play sometimes, but I remember he loved the snow. So if we ever go somewhere that there's snow again, I'll also throw him in a snowdrift so that he can just enjoy getting out of it. Although knowing him uh-huh. lately, he would probably just sit his butt down and just, because <sighs> that's what he does. He just sighs at me. <laughs> uh, so uh, Riley, uh, he's, they're 12 or 13 now and it sort of startles me every time I remember that because he does not look 13 like he he has shown no signs of aging he is the exact same coat no extra white no extra gray he's just same old tuxedo boy and I don't know if you remember when I was um when I first got Riley I was still living at mom's house Mm -hmm. and um when I was set up in the basement there and I told you that uh I would catch like glimpses out of the corner of my eye what I thought was Riley but like a much bigger Riley mm-hmm. that's the, the shape he's in right now he's just all kinds of fluffy and um I don't know he's, he's definitely not fat but he's gotten a lot fluffier and just thicker in a way I guess mm-hmm. and uh he's he looks very much how I saw him when I first got him Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that when that sort of thing happens. What's funny is that, you know, I can tell that the veil is thinning because I've been seeing Charlie about sometimes. And like at the corner of my eye, I'll see Charles and I just know he's checking in to make sure everything's okay. Oh, sweet lover boy. Yeah. So... Sometimes I'll just be doing something and Pharaoh will be over here next to me and Armand will be at my feet and I'll just see another cat sitting on the bed or I'll see another cat just walking around. I'm just like, well, that's Charlie making sure everything's okay. Yeah, he's got to check in on his mom. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing that, but everything's good. Little Pharaoh is just being a sweet, cuddly baby and he and Armand are getting along better now and... I'm very, very grateful. Nice. Yeah. So, I think that I'm going to wrap it up for tonight. I still have my candle burning, so I'm going to let it burn until it's done. And I've got my little tea light going. But, um, thank you for coming on the show with me. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, thank you for having me. Oh, of course. I would like to do this again sometime. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. So, a blessed maven to you, Mubs. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show. And, um, oh, before you go, if any of our listeners would like to... Uh, find you or um, reach out to you about any of the things that you talked about today. Do you have contact information for them? Oh, goodness. Um, Not at the present moment, but I will give you my information that you can post up on your Twitter or Facebook or wherever it may be that um, you 
Oh, my Twitter. Post. <laughs> yes, yes wherever Twitter. you post, uh, you can go ahead and um, put my information up there once I relay it to you. Will do. I um I need to figure out how to use TikTok because I know I am useless in attempting that. Um, I had one. I started it and I started posting things, but I'm like, how do you make videos? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> We'll have to ask some Gen Zers how it's done. Yes, because I'm ancient and I can't figure it out. <laughs> we are the millennials. Oh, no. Technology has evolved beyond us. It has. Oh, my God. I remember oh, when my f- grandfather died, mom brought home his, we brought home his truck, and he had an eight-track player in that truck. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, I was just reflecting earlier today, um, the first computer that we bought, uh, we played games in MS-DOS. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. Yes. Oh, my God, an Oregon Trail. Oh, yes. And lemmings and... Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. And that weird pinball game that came on the computer. Mm-hmm. We went Pong. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now we're showing our age. Oh, <laughs> uh, I vividly remember that dial-up sound. It sounded like you were murdering a computer. Mhm. I like desperately downloading songs, just praying that someone doesn't pick up the phone and interrupt the connection on the landline. Oh my gosh, yes, and LimeWire destroying my computer, my family <laughs> computer downloading music. <laughs> so we have some good mix CDs to show oh, for. Oh, we did all of our lovely little power mixes. Oh, yes. My goodness. Now I have a million and one playlists on Spotify. Yes. Uh, same. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you again for joining me, and we'll definitely do this again. And um, for our listeners, we thank you so much for listening and for following along with our Maven celebration. Um, I want to let you know that if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at Cerberus Magic, and you can also find me... Um, by email at emailing me at cerberusmagic at gmail.com and um, you can always reach out to me and I'm always there so thank you so much for listening and please know that you are all loved if you need anyone there is someone here and know that you are loved more than all the stars in the sky thank you so much bye bye